You're listening to the Autism in Action podcast, the place for families all across America to connect with autism resources, services, and support. I'm your host, Tasha Rollins, licensed professional counselor associate, private practice owner, boy mom, autism advocate, published author, and autism parenting coach. I help families learn to advocate and navigate through the world of autism. Each week, you'll have a chance to listen in to other autism experts and learn about additional resources. Let's embrace the idea there's more to autism than we know, and there's always, always hope. With the internet at our fingertips, there's no excuse for families not to receive the services they need. This podcast will help bridge the gap of missing information and services for autism all across America. Today, we have a very special guest. We have Mr. Joe Sanek. He is a counselor, consultant, and speaker. He is a keynote speaker and a TEDx speaker, business consultant, and podcaster. Very, very busy man. He has the number one podcast for counselors, the Practice of the Practice podcast. And today, we have the privilege of having him on our show, Autism in Action podcast, to share with you parents what you can do during these down times, during these hard times of COVID-19 and starting your own business, things that you may have thought about before. A lot of parents in the autism community and special needs community create programs that meet needs. And Mr. Joe Sanek is here to share with you some tips on how to do just that. Oh, thank you so much for having me. So I know that you have got a big background when it comes to talking and podcasting. You've been doing this for quite some time. When did you start the the podcast? Yeah, I started the website Practice of the Practice in 2012, and we were planning for launch in late 2012 and then actually launched it in early 2013. Awesome. So you've got a plethora of knowledge here. And one of the, I'll let you just introduce what it is that you're going to share with, with all of us. Yeah. You know, I have loved um, working with people to help launch their podcasts. And we've noticed a number of things that have helped them have strong launches with that. And I think that the average person may say like, why should I start a podcast? And uh, for me and for the clients that I've worked with, seeing what a podcast does to help someone free up time, build in some extra money, and to have more time with your family. And I know that's something that your audience really wants to learn how to do. And uh, we have helped a number of people really uh, launch a podcast in a way that actually makes money. Um, it's interesting, only about uh, 7% of podcasts actually are being monetized to cover the cost of the podcast. And so there's a lot of hobby podcasters out there, um, which isn't my modality. My modality is to have a podcast that helps people, but also can make some money. I love that. And and I'm definitely going to try to pick your brain later on how to, how to aspire to get to that point. Um, let's see, you have, uh, b- before running the podcast, you were in full-time 
uh, therapy, counseling, group practice work? Yeah. So I was, um, first I was working at a community college. I had a background in foster care and community mental health. And while I was at that community college, uh, I had a private practice as well as the podcast. And so uh, in 2014, I left that community college into private practice and doing the podcast. So um, I always had kind of both going at the same time, uh, but had a growing private practice. But then in 2019, I sold that private practice and now just do the podcasting exclusively. Well, I think that's incredible that you were able to transition over into that. And, you know, as parents of children with special needs, with, with mine having, with me having two children, they're 18 and 20 now, almost 21. But back when they were in elementary school and middle school, they had to be understanding centered and, you know, um, allowed me the ability to take care of my kids when I needed to or go to the needed to go to the doctor counseling etc you know so i think that what you had to share with us today is very important because there's a lot of parents out there that feel like they don't have the ability to work a full-time job because their their needs need to be met at home with their children yeah yeah and, and that's such a challenge because oftentimes you know, if you have a child that has unique needs, to, to be able to go and be at a school meeting, or even if it's pre-planned, you know, it's hard for the average person that has a full-time job to say, you know, I need to go to an IEP meeting, or I need to go, you know, advocate for a 504 plan, or whatever the things are. Um, so for me, uh, the things that we've really discovered with podcasting um, have really allowed our clients to be able to free things up in their life to monetize it, but then also they're helping way more people. And so a lot of the folks that we help um, are therapists, counselors, coaches, um, fitness instructors, massage therapists, people that you know have a big message for the world, but right now it's mostly just one-on-one. And so you know everyone has some message for the world, but that's been mm-hmm. our primary audience of people. Um, and so we say that the Practice Practice Podcast Network is a family of podcasts that are changing the world. That is incredible. So I'll let you just take the floor and dive right into what it is that you would like to talk about. Yeah, sure. So, you know, I think the first thing to, to look at is, you know, why should you podcast? And so um, first and foremost, uh, we want to look at what's your intent of your podcast? Would it be to create an e-course, to create a membership community, to um, help people in a unique way? You know, the way that most people start a podcast is they just first order a microphone and start talking into it. They don't really think through you know, what's the transformation that I want my audience to go through? And so, you know, for your podcast, it has a very clear mission. You know, the pain is, you know, maybe you're lonely as a parent or a caregiver that has a child you know, on the autism spectrum or with a unique need. Um, and, you know, you're giving them support and guidance and expertise and interviewing people that can help them. So that's a very clear pain and a very clear transformation. Um, but a lot of people, they just kind of start talking and, you know, they share about their life and it's like half memoir and half rambling. And you know, that's fine if you just want a hobby. But if you actually want a podcast that's going to be sustainable, you want to start with, you know, what's the pain that I'm addressing and what's the transformation that I'm going to help my audience go through? And so what we teach people when they're discovering that is to first and foremost, create an email course. So why do we start with an email course instead of the podcast? Well, we want some place to send people. And so when you have an email course, it's not just an email newsletter. It's not just updates. It's an actual course that you're taking people from one pain into another transformation. And so we start with, well, you know, here's the first section of three emails that we've seen work is deconstructing society. So say you were going to make this email course, we'd start with, you know, why as a parent do you feel so lonely and so unsupported, you know, when your child's diagnosed with autism? 
Well, here's all the societal factors that have basically set you up to feel this way. And so you're, you're destigmatizing it. You're normalizing that you know, pretty much anyone would feel how you feel if they were in this situation. And so that takes it off of the listener where they feel like they've screwed up or done something wrong and that you deconstruct society. And so for me, it's, you know, why do you feel like it's so tough to start a private practice? Well, it's so tough because you're never taught it. We aren't taught these business skills. And honestly, the people that are drawn to the field of counseling probably aren't drawn to the field of business. And so if we can just say it's normal to feel confused with, you know, starting a counseling practice, that helps someone feel like they've normalized their feelings that are going on inside. Next, we want to then look at uh, what are some quick wins that we can give them. So we have three emails that are on quick wins. So what's something this week that if someone says, yeah, I bought into the society, set me up for failure, but I'm not going to stay there. I'm not just going to sit here and wallow in my you know, sadness. I want to take some action. So what's a small step this week that you can take that's going to move you in that direction towards change? And then the next three emails that we've discovered work is to have really long-term habits. So what are the long-term habits that you need to enact on a regular basis that if you do this, it's going to totally take you away from that pain and help you transform in a different way. And so when our clients build this out, um, what this looks like is, so we have this one lady, um, her name's Catherine. She has the Imperfect Thriving podcast. So Imperfect Thriving is aimed at women in their 40s, 50s, and 60s that have lost themselves in being a mom and being a wife, and they want to kind of take back their life in a way that's outside of those roles. Not with giving up those roles, but you know, they're more than just those two roles. And so hers kind of talks through, well, why has society set you up as a mom or as a wife to think that's your only role? So she deconstructs that. And then she gives these women that join her email course small steps in the right direction that they can take this week to feel more empowered, to feel like they're kind of finding their own voice, that they're exploring something they wanted to explore. Something small like, you know, just look and see if there's a painting class in town that you could do to help yourself have something. Schedule one coffee date with a friend this week and be, quote, selfish for yourself. Um, and then what are long-term habits that you need to enact as a mom or a wife so that you can imperfectly thrive in this world? So she sketches that out. And then if she's interviewed on podcasts or on her own podcast, she now has some place to point people back to. So that's, that's kind of the first big step. So then we want to take people into what are the types of podcasts that we see work? Well, the kind of formats that we found is to start with first five solo episodes. So five episodes that you're really kind of sharing. What are the pillars of what I believe? You know, so if, if you're talking about you know, parents uh, that are raising children on the autism spectrum, you know, what are the core things that you know, are essential to kind of mastering, you know, being a parent to support your child? And so having five to seven episodes around kind of solo talking about that, that then sets it up that you have something to say. You're not just someone that wants to say something uh, because there's a lot of people that they just want to talk, but they don't really have something to say. Mm -hmm. The next episodes are five to seven episodes of expert interviews. And so this is where you're then aligning yourself with other experts. So what are the areas that you don't know about? So maybe you don't you know, know a ton about neuro research. And maybe you also don't know a lot about how diets impact you know, someone's um, behavioral issues. And maybe you don't know how exercise does. So you bring in different experts that can teach you in those areas. And then the last five to seven when you're launching are often live consulting interviews. And so these are your ideal client where you're then helping them live. And the reason we end with that is that you first establish yourself as you have something to say when you're on your solo shows, you've aligned yourself with experts, but then the audience is often like, well, can this person actually kind of have that help me in real life? Do they talk normal? Can they actually give me the outcomes that I want? So you're then demonstrating those consulting skills, 
which then helps someone be better able to visualize themselves working with you. That is a, a lot of information. That is really <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so I think that, um, you know, this really truly does make it possible for, say, a mom out there or someone working a regular nine to five job that's struggling with the homework life balance that they would be able to, you know, really hone in on having the ability to and the possibility of substituting that and not working with someone else one day. Yeah. And I think then, you know, you often get to that point and then say, well, now how do I actually make money off of this? So, you know, usually by that point, when you've done that 15 to 20 episodes, you're going to have 500 to 1,000 listens per episode. Um, so hopefully, if you have your email course and you've been promoting that on the show, you'd have at least 100 people that are on that email course. And so then I recommend that people reach out to those folks and say, you know, I'm doing 15-minute interviews with, these, with all of you who have been my first listeners. Uh, you know, you listen to the podcast. You then jumped onto the email course. I would love to spend 15 minutes picking your brain because I'm thinking about launching my first product, and I want to make sure you, my most invested people, are getting what you want out of it. And so during that 15 minute call, the first question you ask is, you know, what's it been like to experience the pain that I address? And so you know, for you, it would be, what's it been like to be a parent of a child with autism? Or what's it been like to be a therapist that you know, directly works with people that you know, are in you know, parents of children with autism? And so first and foremost, like, what's that pain been like? Second, if there was a magical product that just totally helped you in that area, what would it look like? You know, maybe it's a membership community where we bring other parents together uh, that have children uh, that have autism. And, you know, we, you know, have bring in experts into that private community, or maybe it's an e-course or you know, maybe there's something else. So they sketch out the ideal product that they would want to buy. And then third, how much would you pay for that? So if all of your audience says, I would pay no more than $4.50 and you you do the math and you say, I'm not going to make back even the money to pay for my hosting for this. Well, then you probably need to retarget who you're having as your listener. And you just save yourself a ton of time rather than building out a whole e-course and then trying to sell people into it. Because that's what most people do is they'll start with the e-course or they'll start with the membership community, wonder why people aren't buying it, and then try to jam people into it that don't want to buy that. And then you come across as salesy. It seems like you don't care about your audience versus if I have 20 people that say, Joe, I would love to have a membership community where I feel supported where I get access to maybe an expert once a month, um, maybe some Q&A with you. And you're like, okay, that would only take three or four hours a month. If I get 100 people that are each paying 20 bucks a month, you know, I mean, that's $2,000 a month for a couple hours of your time. That's and so cool. then you can sell it to those people and say, hey, I just interviewed you two weeks ago. We're going to launch it. And we're getting our first people to buy in. Um, you can buy now. I'm going to actually raise the rates later, but you get the lowest price that we're going to do. And that's another way to test it. If you then have you know, those 20 people you talk to and they say, oh, I, I'm kidding. I actually didn't want to buy anything. You again, saved yourself the time of building out a whole e-course versus, hey, let me help you, you know, come on in, buy this, and then we'll get the membership community going together. You can help co-build it. Tell us who our first experts will be. Uh, we'll be archiving all the recordings. Um, the tech side, you know, then you can figure out after you get the people that are willing to buy. What would your advice be to a mom trying to get something up and going? Like what would be her first um, action step? I would start with you know, what is the thing that really frustrates or dad. you? Or dad. <laughs> yeah. Yes. What, what's the thing that just gets you so peeved off that you're just like, I cannot believe this is a thing. I would look at that. I would look at um, who are the kind of experts I wish I had access to. Um, it, it may be that 
I'm so sick of talking about autism. I want to talk about quilting. You know, so, you know, what is something that, you know, I love talking about, you know, it could be that, you know, you decide, okay, this is going to be for fun, but I also want to figure out how to monetize it. So even, you know, say a quilting podcast, um, you, there's people that want to be better quilters. And so you may not be that person, but you can bring in experts that will talk about different skills and people pay a membership fee. And so I would really look at your interests, look at the kind of things that frustrate you in the world, the areas that your knowledge is lacking. And then from there to start thinking about, is there a small audience that would listen to this? A lot of people think that they have to have thousands and thousands of people that listen to their podcast. But in reality, depending on what your product is, you may only need a couple hundred people. Uh, you know, if you have a product that's $5,000, you may only need to sell one of those every couple months to make it worth it for you. And so it doesn't matter if you have the right 500 people. If one of those 500 people buys every other month, awesome, you make six sales a year and then it's worth it. And so right. for a lot of people, I think for I think for a lot of people, they don't even really understand podcasting. Um, but, you know, even just kind of learning something about podcasting. Uh, for example, uh, we know that about 52% of U.S. Uh, citizens listen to a podcast at least once a month. And so half the population is listening to podcasts. That's gone up from about 30-some percent last year. So massive growth. But we know that there's only about 160,000 active podcasts, meaning that they're putting out at least one episode a month. And so we look at that statistical difference between size of audience and size of competition and compare that to, say, blogs. We look at blogs, there's 660 million blogs, not blog posts, actual like just blogs that have posts on it. So probably close to a billion blog posts out there or more. So the statistical difference between those two, between blogging and podcasting, is the same difference of a six-foot tall person versus Mount Everest. And so if someone says, what's the best use of my time? I want to make more money. I almost always start with build an audience with a podcast and then survey them as to what they're willing to buy. Well, that is just awesome. The opportunities are endless for parents that are really driven and, and or even other paraprofessionals as well. You know, if, if they're trying to start the side hustle, just like you did, you know, back yeah. 2012, you know, it didn't just land in your lap. You had to go get it. And um, yeah, I think think there's so many tools out there now too, that are free. You know, it's, we have our programs to speed up people's progress, but you know, if you're willing to put in the kind of your own bootstrapping, there's plenty of free videos that are out there to do it on your own. Uh, We just happen to have things that speed that up for you. Absolutely. Well, Joe, if there is anything else that you want to share with our listeners today, and uh, when you're done, could you just share how they can find your part of the practice? Yeah. So uh, the last thing I would share is that you know, a lot of times people see folks that are doing a podcast or influencers and say, they're so different from me. Um, they're not like me. Uh, but the reality is every single one of us has a message that the world needs to hear. And, and so when I hear people say that, I just think, no, you don't need to wait to be invited to the table. Like you can create your own table. You can create your own environment. You can create your own supportive community of the people you want to be around. Um, And the opportunity to do that is just immense. And it's so cool to see people creating those communities that genuinely help people, but then also help them make money. Um, So I would say if people want to get our nine part email series, it's the exact kind of format that we do. It's all on podcasting they can go over to podcastlaunchschool.com. And that's where we have our free email course about podcasting. We'll tell you a bunch of tools and tricks and kind of first ways to think about podcasting. Again, that's podcastlaunchschool.com. And they'll get those emails all about how to launch a podcast. 
Well, thank you again so much for being here today. Oh, well, thank you so much, Tasha, for having me. Thank you so much for listening to the Autism in Action podcast. For show notes, more information, and downloads, head on over to TashaRollins.com and join the Autism in Action Facebook group to stay connected. Please leave a review on iTunes and help spread awareness on social by sharing this episode.